All year round, Frontier Home Products and Design has what you need to make your home comfortable and beautiful. Relax on a new Timber Tech Deck, designed by Frontier's experts. A new fireplace from Frontier Home Products Fireplace Gallery adds warmth and serenity to any home. Beauty and versatility at Frontier Home Products and Design Center, 4213 Peachtree, 5th next to the Bayfront Highway. Frontier Home Products and Design Center. Discover a new Frontier. PA contractor number PA039007. Jody Crumpy, director of the Erie City Mission Thrift Stores and Donation Center. When you shop at one of our two thrift stores or drop off items at our donation center, you are providing a meal. You are housing a man in our shelter, helping men and women overcome addiction and giving our inner city youth an opportunity to learn. I want to thank you for making a difference. This is our city, our mission. God bless you. Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We're excited to have a, a conversation coming up here with our friends from the Erie County Public Library. And with us here, uh, uh, from my left to right, is Karen Pierce. She's the director of the Erie County Public Library. Hi, Karen. How are you doing? Doing well. Let me get. I gotta get your mic turned on. Oh my goodness, uh, I'm falling down on my job. Uh, thanks. You know, it's funny because we ran into each other at the home show, yes. and you're like, you know, I would love to come on. It's like, I would love to have you on because it's been such a long time. So. Uh, we'll, we'll get your story here in a second. Um, we've got Joan Duke, the Adult Services Librarian. Hi, Joan. Hi. Welcome. We appreciate that. And Abby Fetzner from the Idea Lab. Hi, Abby. Hey, how are you today? Doing well. All right. So let, we are a family show. I think none of the three of you have been on the air with us, so we'd love to get origin stories. So, Karen, uh, did you grow up here in Erie, or are you a transplant in? I am a transplant in. I grew up uh, splitting my time between Montana and New Jersey. Whereabouts in Jersey? Uh, Morristown. Okay, central, yeah. North Central Jersey. I think uh, my nephew lives in, in Morristown. I think so. Yeah. Nice uh, area. I, a little town called Long Valley. Yeah. Uh, right. Schoolies Mountain. So that's where I'm That's from, exactly but. where my wife is from. Holy smokes. Wow. All right. Small yeah. world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. I, got, I got married at the... Uh, the the clinton baptist church down there all right and uh right there on 78 so yeah but she's from washington washington county up in there nice so. washington township yes yes indeed. Washington township. mountain so yep. mm -hmm. uh it's beautiful so that, wow. that's home uh there in montana also okay. mile city montana <laughs> and so. that is as far away from jersey as you can get what brings you to erie uh so i was a librarian down a little south of here and i saw an ad for an opening at the iroquois branch manager position i applied for the job and i got it and then shortly thereafter i took over the directorship of the Erie County Library with at Blasco with the branches and the bookmobile. Fantastic. Well, this is exciting to have you here. Joan, how about you? Did you grow up here or did you transplant in? I actually grew up born and raised in Erie, Pennsylvania. I nice. left when I was 18 years old and swore I'd never be back. How many kids said that, right? Right. And um, 
lived in Arizona, the Florida Keys, Massachusetts, loved it all, um, but then came back to help out my parents, and I've been here for more than 20 years. Wow, wow, a boomerang, I love it. How about you, Abby, uh, a local person? I was born or? and raised here, and I never left. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, you know uh, both Shaney and I are also boomerangs, and it's a good thing to... Uh, to kind of experience what the what the world is like out there, you, it kind of changes your perception. And of course, as you come in, you you kind of get the lay of the land, Karen. But also understand that you have some ideas to bring that uh, c- that could change things, right? I mean, yes, yeah. Although I love Erie, yes, it's, uh, it's filled with so many things to do, and yet also has uh, i heard it referred to as the biggest small town yes and uh, and i think that's absolutely true yeah. you know i live on a, an acre of land and have uh, bird houses and bird feeders and a big garden and yet my commute to work is 10 minutes so. that's amazing wow let's if i were to ask it, uh you karen about like an elevator pitch for the erie county library how would you Uh, How would you uh, articulate the mission and values of the library? So we are here to ignite, excite, and inspire uh, lifelong learning. And I think that the library is able to do that at our main building, Blasco, but also through our branches and our bookmobile. We have extensive outreach that goes throughout the whole county. And really, that's what we're there for is to uh, provide access to information. It's it's interesting, Joan, because here I am. I have a library card. Cost me nothing. You know, I got to make sure I don't I don't you know borrow things past their due date, right? But I have access without even getting out out of my couch. I have access to all those e databases, right. to ebooks, and and really that has really kind of been the revolution in library science, hasn't it? It has been, and it's interesting that you say that. I had someone call today and ask me, how much does a library card cost? And I said, they're free. And she was just astonished that they were free. And then my next phone call was someone who wanted to learn a foreign language, and she said, do you have Babbel? And I said, well, no, we don't have Babbel, which is what you see on TV commercials. Mm -hmm. But I said, we have transparent languages, and it has over 100 languages, and you can learn in whichever way you prefer. And it's free, and you can do it from home 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, it's astounding. And and when you think about the kinds of things, Abby, that, that you're able to access online would you would you share some of those things because uh, where i am i kind of pretty much am planted on the old newspapers but what are some of the things that are your favorites on the online space at the library uh so in the idea lab we offer three classes monthly and that's our learn a 3d print class our cricket crash course and our uh, learn to laser cut and engrave and all of those are also available for free on our website at any point in time so you can actually get the get the the classes online that's super cool all right um uh, talk about too if somebody wants to reserve a book or you know or borrow a book you can do that online right i mean you can do you, you know. can do that online uh, it's place a hold place a hold right right i believe it's what it's called in the catalog and you just enter your library card number and which library you want to pick it up at um and if that's not convenient for you you can call us 
you can e the, there's also an email function where you can email the reference staff okay. and some people prefer to just email us and say I want to place this book on hold and I want to pick it up here and we'll take care of it for you and again you can do that 24 hours a day seven days a week and we aren't there all night yeah. but we'll answer you the next morning do you feel uh Karen do you feel like uh, folks are adopting these new tools as opposed to you know coming down to your branch and looking through the card catalog and, and doing all that stuff or Based on statistics, I would say absolutely. Um, you know, when the pandemic hit, obviously e-resources and, and e-digital you know, checkouts went sky high. Sure. But now post-pandemic, they're still sky high and our book numbers are going back up. So I would say people just love the versatility that the library offers them. All right. If, let's break this thing down into its kind of significant chunks let's let's stay with books for a second there uh we've got the children's section and we've got the adult section and then we've got like the references can you kind of you know how do you guys divide it up at the library tell me the divisions if you would so within adults we have fiction and non-fiction you okay. know those two very basic but then within the fiction we divide it up between general fiction christian fiction mystery um there's romance westerns and, westerns science and, fiction science fiction and then large print with and large print has all of those categories as well and, and those are all in a particular part let's say at blasco i mean are you do you divide the fiction from the non-fiction i guess yes yeah okay. fiction is upstairs and non-fiction is downstairs at blasco okay mm -hmm. i guess i didn't know that wow yeah, because I usually kind of stay with the nonfiction. Okay, um, and uh, and of course they'd be separate separate sections at the branches as well, right? I mean, yes, they're divided out, and nonfiction has their own set of shelves and and things like that. Gotcha, gotcha. And then in children's, it's divided up similarly, not so much with the various genres, but um, they've got picture books, and then they've got chapter books, uh, easy readers. And they put them in different sections like that for for the children's books with with the uh kind of the the difficulty in with workforce i don't know if that's affected you guys do you feel like you've been able to hire everybody you've needed or is it difficult to hire these days for the library because I'm, I'm i'm interested in 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 the situation of you know is there going to be that person to help me with my little toddler and picking a book in the children's in the children's library when we have openings available we have lots and lots of people apply you yes. do okay yeah, yeah. well that's so. that's counter narrative right <laughs> i think that's true but i think everybody loves to work at a library right <laughs> i think you're right yeah yeah <laughs> or would like the opportunity to try working at a library that would yeah we have plenty of applicants do you really fantastic that's good to hear so so um I mean, let, let's let's take it from from scratch. I mean, do you are you, you know, what is that entry level? How how do you get into it? Because when I got my library card, it might have been six or seven, maybe eight. You know, I was I was an early reader, and I got a you know, I think we were assigned to get a library card back. You know, the nuns made us get them. You know. Good for them. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and I remember picking out a baseball book. And, you know, I mean, I was, 
Yeah, I was getting a uh, young young person book. You know, uh, Encyclopedia Brown was one of my favorites. The mysteries, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I think our patrons start. Uh, we have patrons of all ages. Sure. But uh, you know, all of the branches have a story time, and then Blasco also offers multiple age group programming you know baby bounce and it starts off with just we little ones and uh so get them into the library Mm. early and build that love of the library what do you need do you need an id what's essential to, to get a library card uh, yes, you need proof of your address. Okay. On uh, you know an ID, a proof of your address, and then you fill out your application. If you don't have um, proof of your address with you, so a utility bill or something like that, we can mail you a postcard. Mm-hmm. You bring that postcard back to us, and then we know that you. That's got where it. you live. Yeah. Having a great conversation about the Erie Public Library here uh, on Talk Erie. We've got with us Karen Pierce, Joan Duke, and Abby Fetzner. And Abby, I want to come to you because uh, it's time to talk about the Idea Lab. It's one of my favorite things at the library. Uh, Talk about your mission with that and uh, some of the capabilities of the Idea Lab. Yes, so the Idea Lab is a space to experiment with ideas. And that means it could be a creative idea just for yourself or it could be an uh, entrepreneurship idea. So you have an idea and you want to try it out, but you don't want to invest in all of that equipment. You can do it at the Idea Lab. We have things like 3D printers, laser cutter, podcasting studio. Um, We even have kits that you can check out and take home to try a new skill, such as jewelry making, uh, Wacom tablets, and much, much more. You have a Cricut, which I think uh, a lot of the folks love to use. Uh, for what, I, what do they what do they make with those like posters and things or uh, the cricket is used a lot for vinyl so like making okay. an iron on vinyl for like t-shirts and bags or mm-hmm. custom stickers um, the cricket is one of the most popular items in the space and it's not to come and learn how to use the cricket to use in our space it's because they got one for a gift and they don't know how to use it so uh, they come and come talk wow. to us <laughs> I think what's really important for people to understand is that the idea lab is part of the Northwest P- Pennsylvania Beehive. It is It is really maybe the launching point from a napkin idea or somebody who scribbles on their phone this concept. You can start playing around with it there, right? Yeah, so you can start experimenting, learning some software f- through us, um, learning how to use different machines through us. We've had people who've come in and learned how to use the Glowforge which is our laser cutter, and then went out and invested in their own and started their own business because wow. they learned from us first. As well as we have a lots of beginner entrepreneurship classes. We have one called Ask Me Anything IP, where we have an IP lawyer come in and talk about trademark and patent and what that looks like for companies, as well as uh, get that grant boot camp. So if you're a nonprofit looking for grants to get started, we can show you how to do that. That's amazing. Do you still have the Adobe Creative Suite for people to do like posters and things like that, you know? Yep, we have the entire Adobe Creative Suite. So if you want to learn more about Photoshop or Illustrator or one of those programs without, you know, making the investment in it, because it is a pretty hefty price. huge, yes, yeah. (laughs) Um, As well as we have other ones that we can recommend that are on a a cheaper side or a free side if you you are just getting started. What what about, uh, at one point you had a large format printer 
you know, to make a banner or something. Are you still able to do that? Or Yep, we have a large format printer. It can print 36 by 72 inches. Holy moly. <laughs> um, That's huge. Yeah, so uh, some people come in and print banners for events, and then some people come and in. And we just you just pay for the raw materials or something like that? Or you yeah, pay all, your fee, you know? All the machines in the space are free to use with your library card. You only pay for the material that you use. Okay, so whether, whether it is on 3D printing, you pay for the... What do they call that? The the, the, the plastic? The filament. Yep, okay. the filament. And you pay by gram. And the program that you use to send us your 3D print tells you in the bottom corner how many grams you're using before you send it to us. So you'll know okay. roughly how much it's going to cost. Um, but things like the Glowforge uh, wood is $6 a sheet. And that's a 12 by 20 sheet. It's a pretty big piece of sheet. And acrylic wow. is 10 bucks. Buttons are a whopping 25 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a button maker. We okay. do have a button maker. And it is my favorite. Sh- Shani is like uh, totally the queen of buttons over here. <laughs> You know, she, she has not made a button of me, though, I, I, with my Nataliness. Anyway, um, at what point, too, you had the ability to dub old movies. Is that still part of the gig now? So we have a VHS to DVD converter. So you if do. you have some uh, movies, you know, old family videos, and you want to convert those, uh, it's not in the ID lab anymore. It's actually upstairs in our heritage room, but it oh, is okay. still available. Okay, amazing. Um, what else, you know, what's like the latest thing? What else am I missing about the Idea Lab here? Um, I mean, I mean, do you actually have, you have folks that book the podcast studio and, and they could actually do, is there a camera there to do a video podcast or something like that? Yeah, we have, we have a camera in there. We have a green screen. Uh, oh, wow. And then we have a podcasting setup. We've had people who started at the library doing their podcasts and once mm-hmm. they got used to it and they were more comfortable with it they invested in their own equipment so we've had sure. a couple people do that we've had people who recorded you know basic music in our lab everything from singing to i think it was a trombone the one time <laughs> in the library <laughs> that's awesome uh, all right well we might as well take the time and talk about libcon what is it when is it what's it all about so LibCon is a free, family-friendly, Comic-Con-style event happening at your library from April 24th through the 29th. We have programs going on. Um, so all of the branches also have programs going on. And just to give you an example of some of those, we have a writing workshop uh, at the Blasco Library for creating a fantasy world with next chapters, as well as uh, video game publishing with Whitethorn Games, which is a local mm-hmm. publisher. Um, we have the cosplay tea party for some of our younger ones to come in costume and to do have some snacks and activities in the, the story time room with the children librarians. And then miniature painting for like D&D or Pathfinder is happening at multiple locations, Blasco, Mill Creek, and Lincoln, as well as we do um, what I like to call magic tile art. So the laser cutter can engrave a tile, and when you first engrave it, you can lightly see the image on it, um, but barely. But if you take some Sharpies, and you can literally just scribble all over it, you don't have to stay in the lines or anything, and wipe away with a little bit of rubbing alcohol or even a baby wipe, the ink will sit in where it's engraved, and where it wasn't engraved, it wipes off. So you have these cool little images that you can do. So we have some superhero tiles that you can do during the week of LibCon. Um, The big day is April 29th. And that is only at Blasco, and that is from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And we'll have vendors there. We have a little arcade set up. We have a whole game area for board games and Dungeons and & Dragons and things of that nature. Uh, the Erie Roller Derby will be there coming to talk about what is roller derby. Okay. Um, we have a cosplay contest, an art contest, and there's something for everyone at every age. And even if you've never been to a Comic-Con, you can come and see how it is and enjoy it with the whole family. I love it. I love it. The um, 
do you get a sense that, uh, especially when you're talking about young people in cosplay and so on, uh, are are they are they are they is this like a good entry into the library and then they kind of expand their usage of the library from uh, participating in an event like this? Yeah, when we have large scale events, you'd be surprised of how many people will go to a program and be like, I didn't know our library had these kind of things or I've never been to this library, Mm -hmm. especially with these ones where we go across all the branches. We've had people go to the Iroquois library and go, I didn't know this was here. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty remarkable. And so, again, that all starts on the 24th next week. And it goes through the 29th with the 29th being the big day, 10 until 4. Amazing stuff. I, I still think that this Idea Lab is really kind of uh, this gem. Not so hidden, but honestly, you guys have a lot of capacity still for uh, – and we're going to – we're gonna. Uh, by the way, I'm going to cut myself off and assign Joan to take care of the house pooch. As as he comes, but uh, uh, you know, finish up on on the on the on the library or on the idea lab. It is there's a lot of capacity there for folks to kind of really try things out, right? I mean, I mean, there is so much to try. Either just trying a software that you might not have tried before, or trying a new piece of equipment, or coming to any of our classes. Every Monday night we have a Monday Maker class. Okay, so that is to come in and try something new, and the age for that varies, the topic of that varies. So check it out on our website because we always have something going on on Monday nights. Um, we've recently started hosting a spoon carving meetup um, every third Wednesday of the month so you can come in and try your your hand at spoon carving you know from a block of wood to a functional spoon <laughs> that's a, that's amazing stuff I'm hey, gonna add a shameless plug for the sewing machine and the serger oh there you go oh <laughs> the, absolutely I'm interested in in the reference room I used to spend a lot of time you know uh whether it was in, encyclopedias or I mean you know I'm, I'm an old school guy I mean I went Dewey Decimal System I had a I had to do all my research for my high school research papers at the at the the library at, at South Park Road there. You know, I mean, it's been a long time. You know, fifty years ago, mind you, and um, and now, you, you know, if 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 I'm a if I'm a kid at at, at McDowell or at uh, you know at uh, Harbor Creek High. What's my approach to doing like my research paper in my interface with the public library? How's that work? Um, we don't have the amount of students doing homework at the library that we used to. I've been at the library for 20, over 20 years now. And at, at, when I first started there, there were three people working at the reference desk at all times because wow. it was that busy. But now the reference desk is only staffed with one person because times have changed. Um, Students do come in and need help with reports, um, but even the reference collection is smaller now than it was when you were doing reports. Right, yeah. Um, But part of that is because we have these great online resources that people can use. Um, If they are doing a if they're well, doing... you didn't have to go. You don't have to go and physically pull out mm-hmm. the Encyclopedia Britannica, which I was not allowed to use as a first source, mind you. But it could get you started, right, and then branch off to the first sources. But I will tell you, if you come in, if a student comes into the library, we will get you started. We will okay. absolutely get you started with your report, with your homework assignment your essay, whatever it is, because we still have all, all of those resources available to us. 
I'm interested if have you guys, Abby, maybe this is a good question for you. Have you seen any infiltration of AI coming into the library space? Uh, the only thing that uses AI or I've seen AI use is the Glowforge or laser cutter has a function for AI that you can, you know, draw, you know, draws that picture for you. Um, I'm not quite sure why they added that function. <laughs> I don't yeah. see the application to it. Um, but I will say with generationally that, uh, I mean, I teach the 3D print class. I think it's funny because it's all the younger kids because they have them in schools now, right. know how to use them, and the parents are completely lost. So it's just a different generation coming in. Yeah, that that is that is astounding. We, I mean, do you think do you think that uh, as you guys read the journals, Karen? I mean, do you think that this uh, some of this uh, Chat GPT stuff will have an impact on research and, you know, library science in general, you know, I mean. I do think that it will be something that we will add into our, our, when we teach students on how to discover the legitimacy of a source. Okay. Is this legitimate? Is this um, not only misinformation, but is it now artificial intelligence? And some of those you know, is your source really credible? So I think that in that sense, it will become part of our our everyday dealings. But um, I don't think that we'll be cataloging any AI-created <laughs> books right. on the shelf yet. <laughs> AI-assisted uh, research, uh, uh, you know, AI research and uh, uh, assistance there. Holograms, right? Um, okay, so for, let's talk about the opposite of, of AI, and that would be like the Heritage Room. What's in the Heritage Room, and uh, what do you find is the most popular part of what you've got up there? Oh, it is filled with so many treasures. I can tell you what the most popular part of the Heritage Room is. It's the, the microfilms? No, school yearbooks. Yes. Oh, yes, interesting. Mm -hmm. People come in and they want to see what their dad looked like, or they want to find their old boyfriend, or their old girlfriend or you know all sorts of things i would have to say i think the second thing is looking for grandparents or great-grandparents deeds okay you, you know like uh, uh, where they lived on a map the old maps okay so you have a lot of old maps you have a lot of what you have a lot of the county deed records or or how does that work yeah maps and just um so that you can look them up and you know oh they lived on you know Peninsula Drive, you know, or wherever, yeah, yeah. And, and and they'll be able to f look them up and and, yeah. and see the old maps where they have, you know, uh, the lot owner's name on it. Mm -hmm. so. Now, uh, has has use of the newspaper microfilms dropped with the digiti digitizing of the newspapers? You think, Joan? I don't think so there's still a lot of there's, folks in there huh? there's still people using the microphone absolutely yeah. for various reasons and um digitization helps but it's not it doesn't answer all of the thing and not all of the back issues of the Erie times news not a hundred percent of them are digitized so yeah, the microfilm yeah. is is complete so that that helps make that worthwhile i noticed that the other thing I wanted to ask you guys about is your connection with uh, ancestry and people that are doing genealogies and things. What resources are at the library for that? 
Um, we are a, a member of the Family History Center, which is in Utah, so that we have access to all of those resources. We are on Ancestry.com and in various um, Fold3, which is like a military database. So if you're looking up somebody's military records, we have that as well. So you can come into the library and get started on a really robust genealogy quest. Interesting. By using our resources. So even even Ellis Island records and things, I mean, those are online or, I mean, I wonder, I wonder how that all works, right? I mean, you know, ports, well, ports of entry for the immigrants. I didn't realize that Joel was going to be giving us reference questions here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 maybe it's just my, maybe it's my season of life, right? Because that's the kind of stuff that I'm interested in. I'm always doing like a broad search of something, you know, whether, you know, my dad is a policeman. So I looked up my father in the newspapers and found out when he was involved with, uh, you know, fighting back a riot at Academy High School back in the 60s. I mean, like, this is crazy stuff. And here it is you know, from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's it's interesting um, to be able to kind of dive into all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, other than I want the latest, uh, who's even the hot novelist anymore? I, I wouldn't James even know. James Patterson. James Patterson. Anyway, other than, you know, you know, you guys have to buy 18 copies of that and they'll they'll be on hold forever. But... Yeah, I mean, I mean, what else do people go to the library for? It's a lot of this stuff, right? I mean, you can check out all sorts of things in the library that you wouldn't expect. You can get fishing poles out from that's the library. Right. Yes, um, you can. There's video games now, Wi-Fi hotspots. You can check out museum passes. So if you want to visit the Children's Museum, the Art oh. Museum, or the Maritime Museum, you can check out Family Pass from us. That's and, really cool. Uh, and the maker kits. You know, there's you can do knife sharpening or knot tying. There's uh, looms for doing like knitting and weaving. There's jewelry making. There's uh, metal stamping. Um, you do have a like I guess a recording unit or a podcast mobile kit, yeah, right? There's a podcasting yep. maker kit that you can check out and take home. Yeah, there's all sorts of things. There's yeah. ones that are kid friendly for learning different things, like the makey makey kits. Um, there's a kids instrument kit. There's all sorts of things. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The, um, you know, if, 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 you know, going into 2023 and into 2024, uh, what are, what are some of your goals? I mean, I think the pandemic probably put the kibosh on a lot of plans that you might've uh, had waiting for it. huh? So I started here just about one year ago. Okay. Uh, so I did have an opportunity to look over some of those pre-pandemic plans that my predecessors had, you know, on their wish lists. And some of those things are absolutely still on the wish list. The new Mill Creek branch, um, as well as um, perhaps a second bookmobile. Okay. Um, we are looking at a second delivery van for our district deliveries, uh, one that can go to parades and, and things like that along with the bookmobile. Um, we are looking at doing a children's renovation. So lots of things that are still on the on the radar. Yeah, the uh, it's funny because I'm old enough to remember when there was a brouhaha about even moving the library to the Bayfront. And I always felt it was a, the most brilliant move because it's just so easily accessible to everybody to just jump on that parkway and, and get there. You know what I mean, John? 
I do know what you mean, but I also, um, people talk about um, the wind and the weather, and you know, when you come down to the Blasco Library, just realize it's gonna be windier and a little bit colder than maybe it is right here at the studio. Yeah, just five blocks away, right? right. Wow. It's great, the view is amazing. Um, I had somebody, I was working on Sunday in the Children's Library, and I had somebody who came in and she was thinking about, she was there to study, in the building to study, but she came in to see the Children's Library because she wanted to bring her four-year-old into the library and wanted to see what the space was like, and so I was showing her around, and then she noticed that the Niagara was docked right outside the Children's Library, and she she was literally, it took her breath away. Yeah, yeah, I when. Frankly, when I was uh, when, when I was working on creating the, this the the proof of concept for this radio station and this show, I did it at a at a window uh, desk at the library because it, it's it's a source of inspiration. The Wi-Fi is decent, you know. There's a place to plug in your your laptop, and you can kind of check out of your normal routine and maybe use it as a creative space. I mean, that's. That's what you're going for, right? I will I mean, say, if I ever win the Mega Millions, though, <laughs> I will build a parking garage so that our <laughs> our patrons have ample parking opportunities. It does fill up, huh? Oh, yes, very much so. And, and it's a source of frustration for many of our patrons. Interesting, interesting. So we always can improve, right? The, um, do you Do you do a lot of... Um, Back and forth with with the Maritime Museum and the Heard Auditorium and all that stuff. Oh yes, um, we uh, Jim Hall from the Maritime Museum and I talk probably uh, three or four times a month. Okay, and uh, and with some of the crew from the Niagara and Letty G, and then the Hurt Auditorium is also a, a hidden gem here in Erie. It's a 288-seat, uh, acoustically perfect mm -hmm. auditorium. Yeah. It is just a, a real gem. Yeah, so. I've been to many, many events. Really funny, more more speaking engagements and seminars than than a musical performance, you know, for the for the kind of acoustics that they have there. Okay, so what have I not covered here? We haven't talked a lot about the branches. Um, and you're saying, I mean, Mill Creek is very busy, right? So is Iroquois and, and Lincoln, I mean. Lincoln, uh, all of them, all yeah. of them. Uh, Lincoln actually has had the highest circulation rate uh, since they've been opened in And that's what, on Manchester? Correct, Manchester yeah. and... Five. Yeah, Route 5. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so that's a delightful space. Uh, Mill Creek is looking for a new home. Edinburgh is doing very, very well. And um, Oh, Edinburgh. Okay. Yeah, Edinburgh. Where is that located? Um, just off. It, it's on Route 6. Okay. Uh, before you get into Edinburgh proper. When okay. you come off the highway, then yeah. you're you're driving. Is it the, is it the old? Um, oh, it was gosh. a stable. Culbertson Farms. Yes, it's called Culbertson Square. Okay, gotcha. And it was their old stable. And I know uh, the library bit, yeah. is the where the hayloft was. Oh, jeez, that's and, awesome. Uh, so yeah, it's really cool. It's really very, 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 very cool. And uh, and then Iroquois and Lawrence Park. Mm -hmm. So those are, and our bookmobile is our fifth branch. Think about access. Uh, one of the conversations we have a lot is, you know, ed education brings brings people up, right? To you know, to rise from 
their situation. Do, do we feel like we're making enough access and enough maybe even outreach to make sure that every neighbor uh, of ours in Erie County has access to what the library has to offer? I would say that we are constantly reviewing uh, the different ways that we can reach all of our patrons and all of the people in Erie County. And I know that recently, Alyssa Johnson, our outreach manager, worked with planning to use GIS data to map out where the bookmobile stops should be. How far are people from a library? How far are people from a school? Where's a great place for children to access? Where are some points that um, would be would where paid community members would benefit from having yeah. access to uh, a library, you know, a mobile yeah, library. You really, you really want to mitigate any kind of a of a book desert, for lack of a better word, right? I mean, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, using that GIS data, she was able to create a lot of uh, new stops. Wow! So constantly reviewing that. Fantastic and. As far as your budget goes, you know, uh, you, you could use a little more or, you know, are you kind of doing okay? <laughs> oh, you know, I cannot imagine any library ever saying, we have plenty of money. <laughs> uh, but our friends of the library uh, oh. support us in so many incredible ways. They pay for all of the programming that is uh, happening at the library. So if somebody wanted to like donate money towards a book that they go through the Friends of the Library, is that the best bet? The or? Friends or the Foundation. Our foundation, oh, So there's a foundation too. Okay. We do. And our foundation is absolutely critical for capital campaigns gotcha. as well as uh, some of our heritage database Bases, the, the German language databases and our memorial books. Okay. So uh, foundation is also a critical piece of the pie. Yeah. But uh, for outreach, we also have another event coming up. Okay. I'll let Jane, uh, Joan talk about that for a moment. Um, Saturday, April 22nd, which is this Saturday, we're having a health screening fair at the library from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And it's free just walk in so you don't have to make an appointment um adagio health national network libraries of medicine site center of northwest pa diabetes prevention program upmc hillman cancer center upmc hammett and upmc health plan will all be there and they'll have a variety of um health screening tools everything from bmi and mm -hmm. blood pressure to breast and cervical cancer early detection oh, wow. and um, prostate cancer education um, colorectal screening you'll get a free kit to take home and do a sample that way um, covid vaccines medicaid navigators um, information on alzheimer's There'll be even be citizen science projects for the kids. Nice. So um, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Blasco Library this Saturday. This Saturday. Terrific. We're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, Karen Pierce, Joan Duke, and Abby Fetzner from the Erie County Public Library. Hope to hope that you guys come back. You know, whenever you have something special going on, just know that you have a, a, a enthusiastic patron over here. I mean, once... Once I once that whole e database thing opened up for me, plus you know I've got my uh, 
I'm right right now. I'm reading on my Libby uh, account this uh, this this book of, that uh, Dom DePaulo wrote, Jeff Pinsky, about the uh, Ash Wednesday, the unholy murder of Ash Wednesday. It's an eerie. It's an eerie, eerie book, book about uh, uh, Bolo Dovisha. Interesting stuff. And again, I just borrowed it. In, to to read on my phone it's pretty remarkable stuff so and it was free and it was free <laughs> exactly right thank, thank you, you so much for having us joel i'm glad i ran into you at the convention center you've been listening to the joel natale show erie pennsylvania's daily podcast from talkerie.com subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at talkerie.com <laughs>